Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're episode of 201 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hilberton, and who is with me tonight? I'll go first, I guess. Yeah, I'm sorry. Ben, <laughs> a, a tall person and Klonoa fan extraordinaire. And you are the owner of Overblood2.com. That's right. That's how that's how we became friends. And obviously, we can probably tell by my voice, we're, we're not local to one another, but that's how we became friends, yeah? <laughs> oh, you um, are in the great country of England. That's correct, yeah. Slap bang in the middle of it. And my, my other special guest? I am a filthy of old, short person, but also <laughs> a Klonoa fan. <laughs> and me, a guy who never played Kanoa until this past week on a Steam Deck. Well, so. I'm glad you finally got a chance to. Me too. I'm glad I was able to play it handheld too. Oh, nice. <laughs> how, how is the Steam Deck, by the way? You enjoying that? Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> I got ROMs on it, and it's it's perfect. I just gotta get I just gotta get better at playing with settings so I can have save states for everything. But having ROMs on on a portable thing like that is just just great. Yeah, pal of mine got one recently. A little bit jealous. It's a, it's a wonderful emulation machine. That's and I'm playing old PC games, just like you should do on a brand new device. Nice. <laughs> so you pay four hundred dollars and you get and you and you buy a hundred dollar memory card and you go and the first thing you want to do is play Vampire Survivors and Klonoa. So <laughs> that's what I do. And Portal Two. Portal Two was the first game on it because oh, it just nice. felt right because it was Steve, Valve and Steam. And I'm almost, like, I'll play Portal Two again. It almost feels like that should come pre-installed on it. It should. There's also a exclusive game that Valve made to uh, Aperture Deck or something or Aperture Desk Job. It, you can play it on on computer too, but it's it, they made it because of the Steam Deck. Oh, okay. I haven't played it yet, but it exists. Nice. All right, but we are here to talk about Klonoa Door to Phantomile that came out back in 1997 for PlayStation 1. And I played the PS1 version, but I'm assuming did both of you play the remake that recently came out? I did. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm about three quarters of the way through it. I don't know if you've finished it yet, Phil. I'm not quite there yet. I actually finished it last night. Oh, nice. nice. I was very proud of myself. <laughs> and I assume you're, and well, since you're playing, I'm assuming the remake doesn't come with save states and cheating ways. No, no, no. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get good, as the kids say. <laughs> that don't work out so well for me in platformers. <laughs> I can beat Bloodborne. I can beat Dark Souls 1 and 2. I cannot beat platformers for the oh, life of me. Goodness. It's just. I just cannot do it. I'm I'm terrible at platformers. I uh, I'll be honest. I, you know I I played the original back uh, when it first came out and in in the late '90s. Loved it, of course. But um, and then I I played the uh, Wii remake when that came out as well. But I will say that I had forgotten how difficult this game can be. <laughs> okay. Yeah, playing playing through the uh, the new the new uh, uh, what is it, uh, the fantasy. Ooh. Reverie version. Yeah. And I was playing it on the Switch. And yeah, by the end of the game, it gets tricky. Mm-hmm. It gets really tough. Yeah, I think I can, can definitely agree with that. I'm kind of exactly the same. I played it when I was younger and then uh, recently picked it up when Mike kindly got in touch about <laughs> about this. And uh, yeah, the, I, I think I'm kind of at the point now where it, it, the game kind of gets difficult. It's kind of a, a steady... Probably around, I guess, like the the fifth level, mm-hmm. uh, the area where you go up to the clouds. I think it is. There's a notable spike in difference from uh, difficulty for me there. That's sort of where I am now. See, I'm oh, glad yeah. it's not just me because at first I thought because I'm like I'm the guy who never even beat Mario three for like an example. I'm just not dead. Oh, platformers have never been my style of game. I mean, I played them over the years, 
what I've played all of them. I mean, you know, all the great ones like Mario World, stuff like that. But I've just never been able to. I'm never good at finishing them. I get to a certain point where I'm like, okay, this is getting too hard. Let's go on and play an RPG where I can level up. <laughs> <laughs> that was me as a kid. Now, I mean, I just, once the 360 gener, you know, generation comes on, everything gets easier. And that's what I, I love personally. But like Klonoa, I mean, I had just never, I never really, I never really heard much about this game. Like I knew, I've heard Phil talk about it before on Player One podcast. I've heard people mention it before. It's something, but I've never, never thought much about it. And then it actually wasn't even due to the remake coming out. It was just due to my, my, a friend of mine or a good friend of mine on the show, Michael Hughes, that said, hey, we should play Klonoa. I'm like, all right. And then I think the game gave him like motion sickness or something with a 2.5D, just kind of, he didn't like it. Oh, or something okay. like that. So then he, but I'm like, all right, it's already on the show. I got guests. I'll, I'll play it. And I came into it with no, and just no expectation, nothing. And it's a really charming, pretty 2.5D platformer on PS1 still. Like it's, it's still a pretty game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I, I would definitely say it, it holds up. The original still holds up. Now I was, I was, I was actually surprised by the remake, how kind of seamless it was. Uh, obviously it looks a lot cleaner, but one, one thing I was interested in, Mike, <laughs> because you, you said, um, kind of you'd not heard much about this that, that's one thing i was interested to ask both of you obviously not not being in america was this game kind of popular on the playstation at the time it came out or because I, i'm similar i i don't think i ever met anybody when i was a kid who kind of had a copy of this game everybody had crash bandicoot everybody had croc <laughs> yeah. and and stuff but nobody had this was it the same with you guys oh definitely okay yeah, um, from i didn't even know it existed to be honest yeah oh <laughs> so, I will be honest, the only, uh, the reason I uh, first became familiar with this game was, and and I'm a a fair bit older, I believe, than both of you. I'm 34. When this game came out, you you guys are talking about, oh, I played this back when I was a kid. When I played this game, I was working at uh, the official U.S. PlayStation magazine. And um, (laughs) uh, one of my, I was doing freelance work for them at the time. And one of my jobs was to look at the contents of uh, each month's demo disc. Because this, this was one of the magazines that included a, a, a demo disc with games on it you could play on your PlayStation. And then write little blurbs about each one just to you know let the readers know what, what is on the disc. And one month, there was this Namco platformer called Klonoa, Door to Phantom Isle. And I had never heard of it before. And was just like, okay, I, I, I guess I'll see what this is. So I, I popped in the demo disc and started playing it. And I forget exactly what was on the demo. If it was just like maybe the first level, maybe the first two. But I was blown away immediately. Just, whoa, this game is beautiful. It's super charming. The music's great. And it, it was the, the mechanics, the, the enemy grabbing and jumping mechanics were really, really clever and really fun. And that sort of set me off the path of being a Klonoa fan. But yeah, as a whole, nope, nobody in this country cared. <laughs> okay. So it wasn't just me. Okay. Because I just, no. God, like this would have came out and God, I know I said the year earlier, but yeah, I would have been younger and i i don't even all my friends were mostly we were in rpgs at the time final fantasy stuff like that that was our thing and maybe metal gear solid at some point i know we got into that but yeah, i never heard of klonoa so, so okay, I, guess, I'm glad, I, guess the, I guess the physical's pretty expensive for you guys as well then oh yeah <laughs> i mean i i don't collect games anymore other than i collect steam icons that i can install on a computer and never play that's about <laughs> out now but like i'm i'm glad i don't collect games <laughs> physical <laughs> Also, like, this wasn't one that was, like, I guess this was on the PS3. This was also, like, this was remade for the Wii, which I know is also, like, I think ridiculously expensive now, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm glad they remade. I'm always happy when any game gets remade in some form. Because, like, when I was, I've been watching videos of the remake, and it looks 
just a very cleaner, prettier version than what I played. It doesn't look like it was a big, like they didn't change a whole lot. It's just the same game, just way prettier. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. I, I was I, like I, I was kind of yeah I was kind of pleasantly surprised. You know, there's there's obviously always the I guess the tendency with remakes to to mess with stuff a little bit too much, and I think particularly for oh well, I think like you said earlier, it, it still kind of it still kind of holds up very well. I mean, it's so still I don't really need it to change much. Like I played other PS1 platformers. I, like I played Spyro for the show not too long ago. That still holds up. And then I think I played Super Mario 64, which did not hold up for me personally. But I also had no nostalgic for that. But it's like, this is a game, like, this game still looked pretty. It still plays well. I mean, it took me a little bit to get used to, like, the, the idea that the, because it is a 2.5D platformer and the, the content changes. Like, the plane, it does a good job of changing the planes where you're at. Like, oh, this one goes left. So now you're heading towards a different area of the screen. Like, it does a good job of that. And when I did first play this, I did jump on an enemy and get hurt right away. I'm like, oh, not that <laughs> so- that was the first thing I did. I jumped on a moo and nothing happened. So just oh. just just interested. How long did it take you to to tell this thing? Oh, to um, what? To to complete it, to finish. Oh, with save states and everything. I'm not sure. Maybe four, I mean maybe five hours of gameplay. My guess is or so. Okay. Yeah. I uh, like I said. I just finished the uh, Switch version, the the remake uh, last night, and my total play time. And again, you know, no save states or anything, but just under four hours. Okay. Oh, good job. Nice. Yeah. I, I, it took me, it, sometimes my brain couldn't comprehend the way to play this. Like, there were a couple parts, uh, just near the end where you had to hit a big moo and then make him bigger and then jump on him. And it, I I had to watch a video because I couldn't figure out that puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know I could, I could make him get big and then jump on him. I thought he would hurt me, so I didn't touch him. Oh, jeez. Right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) But I I feel like this game, like the whole concept of what you do with enemies, because you can't jump on them. You have to like you grab them. You have a little grab attack. You can grab them. Then they're like a big ball above your head. And you can either use them to attack other enemies or you can use them for an extra double jump, essentially. And it's to me, it felt like a unique concept for platformers because I don't think I played another platformer that was like this. Yeah. There. I think oh, I'd yeah. agree with that. Yeah, I don't think there's any, sure. any similar mechanic sort of in any other game that um, I've played. It was just it was just funny to me when I tried jumping the enemy and failed. And, and it I feel like it works well. I think the levels are very creative, like the way you do it. I, I know there's a whole story in this game. I was paying attention to some of it, and I know I know some people have a really big history with it, like when it came to like how what the story meant and everything. I was watching reviews. Because the one thing I like to do, I like to kind of get, especially in a game that I didn't experience, I like to get other people's takes on it and see what they thought. Sure. Of that game, what their history is, because I, I had none. So, and it's interesting. A lot of people really like. There were people on YouTube that had like a lot of strong things to say about the series. Yeah, I think it seems to be one of those series that people that like it really like it. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think people people that kind of played it at the time generally a a, a positive response um, from what I've kind of read online and stuff. But that that's always been quite difficult because as I say, I've never really met anybody that's actually played this. <laughs> oh, and Phil, did you actually, do you still have, a, do you have a copy of this for PS1? I know you're kind of a collector. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't collect as much, uh, uh, games as I used to, uh, the, and I, I did sell off a big chunk of my old game collection a while ago, but I certainly hung on to, uh, some of the kind of classics or ones that are important to me. So yeah, I definitely still have my PS1 Clino. I have the Wii, remake as well and i actually have a few uh of the because there were a couple klonoa games that came out in japan that were never released okay the u.s i they might have been released in europe i'm not 100 <laughs> there was like uh 
for the GBA, there was a, a Fanoa role-playing game. What? It it's it's true. Is oh yeah. Um oh my... gosh. <laughs> I'm I'm blanking on the name of it. <laughs> there is absolutely I'm quickly looking it up right now. Oh, here we go. Klonoa Heroes Densetsu no Star Metal. Ooh, oh, Star Metal. Yeah, that says an English translation. I might have to look that up because I, I would like to play more. I'm, I'm going to play more Klonoa at some point. Now I'm interested yeah. to try more of it. Uh, and cool. You know what? Looking here. Yeah, this one did not get uh, released outside Japan, but I would not be surprised if there was some sort of fan translation. No, oh, there, there, always, there, there are so many times yeah. at this point. Uh, yeah, there's there's quite a few Klonoa titles in there because there's a volleyball game as well. I, I'm, I've never played it, but <laughs> that's and cool. Then, yeah, there were a couple uh, GBA games that uh, it took a while, but those did both get released in English. And then there's a game for the Wonder Swan. If you remember the Wonder Swan, I do not. Not personally. <laughs> I don't even know what the Wonder Swan is. It was a it was a portable system by uh, by Bandai. Okay. And, uh, Gunpei Yokoi, who Used to be at Nintendo, the designer of uh, the original Game Boy, among a zillion other incredible things, and uh, perhaps somewhat infamously, the uh, Virtual Boy. <laughs> yes. After he left Nintendo, he went to Bandai and helped develop this uh, Wonder Swan system. Which, oh, that's uh, cool. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming it's not good, but that's still cool that it exists. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, in today's way, they just put ROMs on something else. You know, at least you get to experience it. Yeah. But okay, yeah, I have to look yeah, up one as well. Game for that as well. Okay, it, it's impressive to me how for a, a platform I had never even like really knew anything about that it has this much of like how much history this little thing has. Yeah, <laughs> you know because like it isn't something that's really talked about. I mean, I'm I consider myself a pretty big gamer, but I'm mo- I'm more of I was RPG gamer until really the PS2 site. I got way more into the PS2, and then from there on I went more in other things like 360, especially. I brought into like shooters, became a big third person fan of games. And like, this is a, this is a series that didn't really like, I mean, you had the Wii. I never played, I didn't even know there was a, a remake on Wii. Oh, wow. I also hate the Wii, but that's, a, yeah, I, I don't like, I didn't, I didn't even know that either until I, I, I started looking up Klonoa stuff the last couple of days. That's cool though. I'm, I'm glad that like, especially in, in today's market, I'm glad that games are like, you know, now that this game has been remade, you know, you have, it's on steam. I mean, once you're on steam, once you're going to be on steam in one way or another forever. So, right. I mean, even if it takes it off steam, it's still going to be somewhere available for PC. So <laughs> it's not going to go away this time, but like the gameplay itself, I feel like it, it's very, it's simple enough, but also, I mean, it's going to be cliche, simple enough, but you know, challenging as you, as, as you learn the game, but it does a good job. Like, I mean, I probably could have, you know, figured this out over time and done it without save states. But when you play a game a week, you don't really want to spend, you know, hours doing the same level. I but think it's, I think it's good how they, um, and I certainly still think this now. I think it's it's quite good how many different kind of ways there are to use the very simple mechanics because that there aren't a lot of mechanics other than the, the kind of one that we talked about where you can kind of zap an enemy and use it as a projectile or to do a double jump. It's quite it's quite cool the way that they introduce that in a lot of different ways. You know, there's stuff you've got to fire the projectiles in the background. Um, I think you said earlier there's ones where you've got to kind of do multiple double jumps. In fact, I don't know if either of you guys have played the, uh, I, I guess you'd call it bonus level on there. I have that, no idea what you're talking about. That one is brutal. Which, uh, which one's the bonus level? Called Baloo's Tower, I think it's called. Oh, is this only in the remake? 
you, you have to unlock it. I don't, I'm not sure if it's in the remake. I would assume it is. But you, you, you like you, because in each of the the levels there is like six phantom millions. Yeah. I want to say, is that right? Yeah, the little the little like villagers that you have to rescue. Yeah, they're in like the little bubbles that you you shoot them out of. Um, right. Or ignore them. Yeah. If you, if you, <laughs> yeah, or, or, or that. <laughs> but I think if you, I think it, I'm pretty sure it's if you get all of those in the game, there's a level that that becomes available. That's cool. I need to go back. I did. I did collect them all. I I just did not play the bonus level. Apparently, yeah. So that one's. I, I was. I remember playing it like briefly, and I I went back and watched a video of it earlier, and it was kind of one of those situations where I was like, was it really as difficult as I remember it being? And it, it still looks kind of brutal <laughs> now. Like I think in in the in the normal playthrough of the game, there's probably only a couple of situations where you you use more than sort of a a double jump, double jump, if you want to call right. it that. Whereas yeah. on this one, it is just one after another, after another, after another, after another, and it's pretty. Oh man, pretty infuriating. I mean, you start off the level and it gives you like ten lives pretty much straight away. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's kind of an, an indication of uh oh. Okay, so I wild. I like when games have that like a platformer has a super hard thing but it's put away somewhere else to yeah. all that you only get it if you unlock it i like it when it when games do that and it's not part of the game and forcing me to want to you know want to murder right. the game you earn it <laughs> i'm okay with that but challenge if you want it yeah i like when that's there i mean because some people i mean hell when i was younger and like especially in the ps2 ps2 era when i didn't really i was i was in high school so i didn't really work yet I liked it when a game had more stuff like, okay, I can make more, you know, more use of my $30 game. I just bought that. I won't get another one for a few weeks. Like at my next page, well, I had like a part-time job, but like it, it's like, I mean, now as an adult, I'm like, I just want the game to be quick and done. But, <laughs> but no, I, I like when games have that, especially during this era when, you know, you're catering, you know, you're giving people more stuff for their, for their money. And a platformer doesn't, you know, have as much to begin with because it's a platformer. So, right. That's good. And this That's is a cool. relatively short one too. Yeah. Which is which was nice. It's not a super long game. I mean, I can definitely see there being you know replay in it, like to go through it again. Like I didn't go for all the unlock animals. I don't know the PS One version if you keep replaying levels or not. I don't think you can. I think the game just keeps progressing. I think or, yeah, I think you're right. I think you. I think that's another thing that you might unlock is the the level select if you oh. do something in the game. I'm not sure, or maybe okay. that's just a cheat code. I'm pretty sure there was something where you I mean, get a level select, but it's not like there natively yet. Yeah. It could. I mean, it could have been. I mean, for me, when I beat the game and the credits rolled, I went, "Oh, that's nice," and I, and I deleted off my Steam Deck and moved on. <laughs> but, but that was, it wasn't for lack of. I just had to get on the next, the next thing. That's uh, cool. Can we talk about the villain in this game? Sure. I because that's one thing that I really liked <laughs> to say that this is like a platformer, and I know, like you said earlier, Mike, there's there's kind of a lot of the people that really like this game. There's quite a lot of backstory to it and and what have you, but. This just the the main villain on his own. I always thought for a platformer was pretty creepy. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you're kind of used to your sort of like your your enemies in you know Sonic and even Doctor Neo Cortex. They're kind of cartoonishly villain like, whereas Guardius in Clonoa, I feel like was a genuine attempt to make like a quite a, an intimidating foe. <laughs> That's fair. He, no, is. he is. He's genuinely kind of creepy. Yeah. yeah. And the way that he talks as well, like I know that, that none of them, for, for anybody that's not played, that, that there are kind of like, there is dialogue that you have to read, but Klonoa doesn't actually speak. 
and none of the other characters actually speak do they they all just kind of make different noises it's yeah it's it's kind of a weird sort of like made up language yeah yeah and 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 Guardius obviously has this made up language which is kind of creepy enough but most of the characters in the game are obviously like what you would probably expect from a game that has that kind of color palette they're very bright and cheerful and very high pitched and Guardius is not like that he's got a very creepy voice he's got a real creepy really creepy aesthetic about him I always thought that was kind of probably quite a brave move for a game that's <laughs> obviously intended for a young audience yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got the crescent moon face helmet thing on, and yeah, he is a real creepy. And like, I, I love his little buddy for some reason. I really like Joker. Like, I thought <laughs> that little guy, he looks like a little jester thing, and he's constantly giving you boss fights for the most part and failing and, and always a step ahead of you. I really liked him in this. I don't know yeah. what it was, but he's a cool little sprite. I mean, yeah, a sprite, a model. He, he is cool. I, well, one thing I actually, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to pretend that I'm some sort of <laughs> knowledge base or anything, but. One thing I did um, read on the internet, which was quite interesting, um, about the original de- intended design for Guardius was, what is, it, what is it described as here? I've got it in front of me. Described <laughs> as a magical-esque clown. And he kind of looks like a, a really large, evil, menacing Joker character. Okay. And I think the kind of obviously tried to make it a little bit more friendly in some way. So I think joker kind of is quite a good bridge between the kind of colorful landscape and aesthetic of the game and guardius that's quite evil yeah <laughs> you know it, it was one thing speaking of speaking of the the villain there you, one of the changes and it's just a graphical change but there is a a slight change uh, between the playstation original and like the the newly released remake that i was very disappointed by was and the original version you know is it Gadius? Yeah. 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 His body is just this kind of long cloak. You know, this, yes. This, this big, long, flowing cloak. And he will occasionally sort of open it up to, you know, suck in. Like when he when he kidnaps uh, Lefice at the beginning of the game. Yep. You know, he, he sort of flings open his coat and it's just kind of a, a an inky void inside. Uh, yeah. But, there, you usually like those. There's like kind of like swirling stars, and it looks like there's like a a, a galaxy or something inside his cloak. That's cool. Uh, and it's it's a really cool, and again, kind of adds to that sort of eerie aesthetic of him. He does not have the universe uh, or, or the stars inside his cloak in the new versions. It's just kind Aww. of a yeah. It's just kind of like a you know, little multicolor mask or something like that. It's it's not quite as striking of a uh, of an aesthetic. Budgets, budgets, budget cuts. <laughs> or maybe just somebody just... Did, I mean, because that was cool. Like, I did like it when the few times I saw him, I did like the fact he had the galaxy in his cloak. And as as you understand the ending of this game, as we'll, we'll talk about later, like, that, it all fits. That's, that's cool. It's kind of a bad thing to take away. Because yeah. it's, it's part of the of the aspect of the game of, what, of what's really going on. Oh, one question yeah. that maybe one of you two can answer for me better is... Because in this game, you have a little the little ball, Hugh Powell, that is your buddy. Is that what giving you the ability to grab people? It's him? Yes. Okay. Because yeah, he's he's uh, living in your ring. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's what that's what gives you the the sort of enemy grabbing power. Okay. I think I missed the first cutscene by I, I missed a couple cutscenes by accident because I pressed start when I didn't mean to. 
So, oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to press start because I'm going to pause the game. Oh, it's a cutscene. Oops. Okay. <laughs> that happened a few times. That's the worst, by the way, if you don't know if your game uh, lets you pause cutscenes or not. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, the game I'm playing for two weeks from now, Metal Gear Solid 4, left me pause the cutscenes because, you know, they never end. But they kind of have to, yeah. <laughs> Some of those cutscenes. Oh, God, yes. For like half an hour. Uh-huh. That's what I got going on shortly. <laughs> so, <laughs> trying to play through that game. I'm also watching uh, a video of the remake, and I've seen or the in the Phantom, the, the new the new release. i seen in there that you actually have more health, too. I see that they did, because the health bar in this game, in the original PS1 version, you have three hearts. Each heart takes two hits. You have essentially six hits. And I see with the remake, you have five hearts and they take more than two hits to destroy a heart, which is that makes me happy that they made the game easier if you want it to be. I'm trying to I think there are different difficulty settings in the new version. Yeah, I I think that. Yeah, I think that's new, isn't it? That wasn't in the original there. No, it's in the original. You just it's just whatever the game is. You don't get to choose the difficulty, which. I love being able to choose a difficulty because I go for whatever the easiest baby difficulty is that any game offers. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's what I do these days myself. <laughs> you have to. I mean, time, I mean, when you got your, you know, now we're adults, like you don't have the time. Uh, when you see, when you said you, you completed it in around four hours, I, I was kind of thinking, nope. oh, I need to speed up because I'm only at four hours now, but I'm doing, I'm, I'm going hardcore. Now, I'm going this, hardcore. This I, I, I didn't do the easiest difficulty. I did the standard difficulty on this one. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I, I believe the easiest difficulty on on the Klonoa remake, it gives you infinite lives. Yep, that's what they yeah, have in the speedrun. So. I'm watching, yeah, which I did not uh, did not have infinite lives on this. So which I like infinite lives until the end. But <laughs> I, I, I've kind of played it through that many times now that if I if if I if I lose a life, I, I kind of get a little bit annoyed at myself, to be honest. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that the one that always catches me out is actually the only the the is it the third level where you're first in the jungle vision three the jungle yeah 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 that don't know why that one that one always seems to catch me out whenever i play i actually still play clano quite a lot on uh on handheld now so I, I was playing it before i played the remake and yeah that one caught me out a few times that's another thing. The levels, I think, are pretty well different like the jungle stuff is really pretty it does a good job of identifying at different places and i think everything looked just everything just looked so good and so fun and it, it really took me a while to get into the hang, handle the concept of you grab an enemy and you have to throw them you know away from the camera towards another another plane of existence oh yeah to make things happen and that that took I mean, even though the game does a great job of trying to show you like go do that all the time it took me a bit sometimes to get into that habit of doing it well it is, I a, it is a relatively unique uh mechanic that you don't see very often in platformers, so your mind's just not really programmed to, yeah. to think of the game in that way. Okay. No, that, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, that makes perfect sense. It also makes me feel less stupid, so thank you. <laughs> I, th- I think also as well, in the kind of in the when you're in the in, in and amongst the levels themselves, that that you kind of have a little bit more time with it being a platformer to sort of get your bearings. I think when it really steps up is when you start seeing the bosses in the game because they they all I think all from memory have some use of that mechanic and then, and it's different every time or it, yes. you know it's a variation of it every time so uh, some of the bosses in this game uh, can be quite difficult when you first try them oh yeah the first boss i think does a good job of introducing you to what you're playing and how the game works like you have yeah. like every boss i want to say has like where you have you have something you can grab like the first boss you have he spawning moves which are the little basic enemy you have to grab them and then he 
he moves around in a circle that you can move around too. And it's the idea that you have to just shoot him in the butt because he's not protected in the butt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and it, it's a good concept for a first boss too, because it teaches you the way the game works. Like you can run around to him or you can throw the enemy and the enemy will spiral around the circle with him. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I think it does a really good job of teaching you the mechanics of this game. I mean, the game to me felt like it, it did a decent job of teaching me how to play. And it, and we were saying that you have people you can rescue. You have lots of little things that you can then do. And like, I didn't know at first you could break bubbles just by using your, your attack. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. I thought I had to get enemies to break bubbles. I'm like, oh, okay. I need enemies to break eggs, but not bubbles. Yeah. And I think actually the, the now that I think of it, the new one uh, has kind of a sort of, I guess, a tutorial system built okay. into it. So when you start playing the game, it kind of, explains to you you know what the different types of eggs are and that you have to throw projectiles and that you can do that you know facing facing klonoa's bum to the screen instead of side to side <laughs> i don't think the ps1 version had much of a tutorial or i didn't pay attention no to i don't think it does have any no okay oh phil i have a question for you when back when this was like in the demo thing or when you in the magazine was there any hype around this game coming out here not really i i mean like i was saying the you know, when I saw that demo disc, that was the first I had ever heard about it. It's not like Namco was hyping it up or anything beforehand. Okay. And, and, you know, even afterwards, you didn't really see anything about it. I, I don't even, I'm trying to think if there were, I mean, there were a couple like print ads, but they didn't, didn't hype up the game that much. Which is sad. Yeah, because it is, it's, it's, it's pretty immediately charming when you when you see it you know it's it's a very pretty game especially back then it was it was a really nice looking game yeah it, it really is pretty yeah i mean like that was something that I, I i went into and i was really kind of blown away by just how pretty it is still and i mean i play a lot i play a lot of retro games for the show and some are really ugly ps1 <laughs> is not the best ps164 is not the best era to go back to by the way oh no that you you're absolutely right <laughs> I think you do. I think though you pro, you do have kind of a you do have, kind of have more of an appreciation for how game developers and creators had to be creative in new ways to to get the most out of limited hardware. I always think that that's it's quite admirable when you play something like Klonoa and it it still holds up today because they they obviously you know just just thought about how they could make it as beautiful as possible with with what they have. Oh yeah. I mean, plus it's, I've, I've said this before and I'll always say it, it has a lot to do, has, it has to do with like the era, PS1, 64 era, the polygon didn't age as well like sprites have, like sprites still look beautiful for Super Nintendo a lot sometimes, like right. you have some game that just, like some of the RPGs just stand out still, Final Fantasy VI, for example, still amazing, and like, I mean, when I played Spiral, I mean, Spiral was still, Spiral was alright, and it's still pretty, like you play Metal Gear Solid, that game is awesome, but God, it does not look good anymore, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, those are ugly ass polygons but i mean it's still a great game but like you know just polygons just don't look the same when as, as we've been introduced to new things and klonoa didn't have that effect oh klonoa one thing we also for the jumping you also have a small hover which really reminded me of yoshi and yoshi's island for some reason all that went through my head but it's not oh, a very good hover <laughs> okay it's like that's just what i saw well and it's, it's one of those things too with the with these uh, polygonal games and and you're right it's it's very rare for an older polygonal game to to hold up visually these days just because it, it it's so easy to to just look at them with you know the lower polygon counts and and it just kind of looks like a blocky mess but some some games when the artists understand 
you know, how to, to best use the limited polygons they have and especially how to, to draw really good textures to slap on them. Yeah. It, it goes a long way. Like this game really took advantage of, of the polygon count. They had really good artists doing the textures. Um, something like the Mega Man Legends games. Oh, God, yes. Still look really, really pretty, you know? And you can say what you want about the Mega Man Legends uh, Oh, I, I love both of them, by the way. And you know what? I, I, like, I like the first one, but I really, really like the second one. And I, you know, and I know they're not everyone's cup of tea, which is fine, but, you know, whatever you think of the gameplay, they're st- they still look great. Yeah. I mean, they look primitive, certainly, <laughs> but the aesthetic of of the you know of the models and and of the texture work it still holds up and still looks really nice and klonoa is the same way yeah, yeah. I agree and, and that was just surprisingly i mean one thing i want to talk about is the second boss fight where you fight a you fight a whale or maybe not a whale whatever the hell this is, dolphin looking thingy and like it's, it's a pretty fight like and it's very third dimensional because you're you know it fits that 2.5d stuff and makes it feel three-dimensional because she, she jumps out of the screen at you, and the only way to hurt her is either throw, which I didn't know this until after I watched videos, throwing the moves at, at her when she's in the water. I would only I thought I could only hurt her when I grabbed the enemy off a, off a spike and then threw him when she jumped towards me, which I missed a lot more because of that, too. So, But, you know, it's, it's very pretty. Like, it, it, they did a good job of making how everything looks, and I really, really appreciate that. And that was a, that's a fun boss fight, too. I like how, you know, you rescue her, her, I think her son, and then you're like, oh, my mother, you know, and she's being, you know, corrupted to be evil and work with the with Joker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and also one, one thing that we, I don't think we've mentioned yet, which kind of goes hand in hand with the, the, the overall aesthetic of the game is the music. Oh, yeah. Like the music is, I, I don't think it's, a, I think quite a lot of people do it nowadays, but Klonoa is one of those games where I can legitimately listen to the music just on its own because it's just really, I mean, it's so catchy and it's so, it just sounds great. It fits yeah. so perfectly well. Sometimes you get good music in video games that doesn't necessarily <laughs> fit the situation, but wow, Klonoa just gets the music totally, totally right. And and that's one of the main things that I'm really glad they didn't screw around with in the remake <laughs> yeah. and, and, and just lifted it because if they'd have tried to do anything to, to to change it too much that that would have been really that would have taken away a lot of the kind of clonoa immersion that you get from playing the game the music's great oh yeah yeah it it perfectly sets that sort of just relaxed dreamlike mood yeah they're going for with the game yeah definitely i, I had it off most of the time oh <laughs> uh, dare you uh, i play a lot of games without music plus it it helped when you're constantly loading save states it's just nice not to hear music so oh uh. <laughs> But yeah, it's just that's just a me thing. It's not it's not to the game's fault. And it was the times that I was playing it where if, sounds if, like if any of your listeners play. are gonna play, then don't list don't do what Mike did. No, listen to music. I mean <laughs> I also played this game at inopportune times where I could not have music playing, let's just say. Uh, uh, so well we'll just put that out there. So <laughs> it needed to be on silence. <laughs> but it's just how I play games. I, I play when I can. But no, it but no, music, I did turn it on every so often because I wanted to make sure I at least heard a little bit of the music and I did like what I hear. I just wasn't it wasn't from it just didn't interest me i mean i have a very weird thing with game music because i if it's not from like particular games that i played when i was a kid i don't care about it like i'm very particular about my game otherwise it just i have no connection if i don't have a, like a emotional connection to that music i won't i won't care to listen to it okay no, just I mean, i'll sound on for some games i try to play most games with sound if i if i can but sometimes i just 
if I'm constantly loading saving save states like I was in this, I don't like I don't like having to use sound because <laughs> you hear the same thing over and over again because you keep dying. Like I was watching the remake video. I really want to get the remake now because it just looks so much easier. Like this game, it did have a lot of checkpoints. I do want to say like this game had a good amount of checkpoint throughout levels where you can you hit a little clock and it checkpoints you. It just without the infinite lives, I would have died a lot more than I would have been comfortable with. Yeah. Because I, I tried playing this game legit at first without safe states. I couldn't get safe states. It, it was because I couldn't get safe states to work on my Steam Deck. So I'm like, okay, I'll play legit for a little bit. And it didn't take me long before I was like, I was in Vision 2-2, I think, or something maybe. And I'm like, okay, I can't do this legit. Like, I, I just <laughs> I just died and had to start over. And I'm like, in, you know, start the whole level over again. I'm like, I am not good enough. <laughs> and I don't want to get good enough. So that's, that's very mature of you. So I just cheated. So I could get there in time. But now that I'm seeing the remake, I'm like, yeah, when that goes on sale on Steam at some point, I am picking that up so I can play this game again a few years from now. I'm you know, somehow with play the other version where I can actually play through it much easier. Because that's one thing I love about modern day games like the 360 era. You add they added so many checkpoints for most games. They made, I you remember. I can't remember what the third boss is in this game off the top of my head. I'm trying to figure it out, but I cannot remember. Uh, be the one in the jungle. Is it the one where you have to bounce on the springs over the big bud enemy? Is that the third one? Oh, God, yes. Okay, yeah. That was a cool fight. He's like a giant plant guy that people moves are just being sacrificed to you for some reason. And then you yeah, so you're, 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 kind of on, you're kind of on a platform, and there's like six springs that you can double jump up, and the only way you can, the only sort of vulnerable point on the enemy is for you to drop one of the projectiles into kind of the top of its mouth which is facing upwards that was probably a terrible description <laughs> yeah it worked i mean hey for, i'm watching it but no it's just it's just it's a giant plant like thing that goes back and forth and you have to jump over it and his weak spot is its giant mouth yeah that's that's a and much more eloquent way of putting it yeah but i just the one thing i thought about this game constantly it's like god moves are really expendable like if he just didn't send this army of little enemies at you he would have never saved the day you know, if he just didn't send project if he just didn't send his minions at you all the time. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. I mean, just like, you know what? We're just not going to attack you because you can't do anything. So <laughs> you're never going to see me. <laughs> because, you like, even in the boss fights, they just didn't send minions after you. He's like, oh, I'll just let the boss take care of you by himself. He doesn't need all these stupid minions. <laughs> Game me over. But I, don't know, I just thought about that. Like, God, you're not a very good... Uh, Enemy, you know, you know, boss here. Like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, that that'd make it pretty difficult. Uh, and I can't remember what the fourth. I remember the fifth boss because that one stood out to me. Okay, the fourth one. So Phil, maybe this. I wonder if you had the same thing when I was playing the fourth boss fight, which is like a giant dragonfly weird thing. I kept thinking of mystical ninja when you fight when you fight the little guy on the on the on the kite. Oh, I'm trying to remember, and I should I should remember this fourth boss. It's some kind of like thing in the background and then it is that way you're swinging backwards and forwards yeah 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 and then you shoot you have to grab oh, the moves yeah, and throw yeah. the moves at him to hit the color pieces but yes because of the way that the level was moving it really made me think of legend of mystical ninja from nintendo i could see that yeah because you're you're swinging in and out of the screen yeah and you're just, dodging like columns that are being set up so you got to kind of keep running back and forth as as you're moving in and out yeah, I can it's, totally see that, actually. That's what, and I actually heard the music because I didn't have music on. I heard the music in my head from Mystical Ninja came out. Like, uh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's just it would pop in my head immediately. I was like, I want to play Mystical Ninja again. But it was it was it was a cool boss. I, I, I thought it did a really good job. Just again, how pretty everything looks. I'm going to keep saying that. Oh, yeah. And I think they were memorable boss fights, too. I think this was another one that it, and they, I think they also they're all pretty different, too, in yeah. their own way. I mean, they use the same mechanic, but they they're different enough. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, like what 
what Ben was saying before is they they really it took that that simple, you know, relatively simple mechanic of of grabbing and throwing enemies and finding a way to mix them up and make it feel like you are doing something different each boss fight. I really like yeah, that. for sure. And I think there's a good balance between between using well, no, not not necessarily a balance. I think there's there's like a good step up through all the bosses of, of how difficult those different ways that you use that mechanic are. It gets progressively, uh, as you would probably expect, it gets progressively <laughs> more difficult. But the the ways that you have to defeat the bosses become more kind of you have to think about each one a little bit more, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah no, I mean it's it's fair. I mean it it, it doesn't it teaches you and the game gets harder like any platformer should, but it doesn't like especially watching the remake and seeing what the easy mode has with infinite lives and how much damage you take. Like I really wish I would have played that version now. Cause I think I would have had a blast. I mean, I had, I had fun, but I would have had a blast playing that version and not felt like I was cheating because like, yeah, <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would definitely say that it, it's, it's a strange one for the remake because I, I think the original holds up so well, but at the same time, I think if I was, I would probably, probably advise if someone was going to kind of step into this for the first time, I would probably recommend that they do try the new one. I don't know if you would agree with that, Phil, you obviously played it quite a while ago so yeah i you know what i i would have no problem just recommending people dive into the remake yeah at this point it's just you know more quality of life you know stuff and that yeah and when you make a game easier because i mean again i'm I'm assuming ps1 era still would have been the whole rental issue that you know people had creators had yeah we don't want people beating our games in a rental period not buying it so we're going to make it harder so they can't beat it in rental period Mm. good old super nintendo genesis did that i know that (laughs) so and I'm assuming it was a thing in, in PS1 era, too. I can't remember offhand, but I'm assuming it's a thing. And I also thought it was created, like, when you have, like, as you beat levels, you always have the the, the, the book turning, and you see the little people that you saved, or in my case, sometimes there'd be no people that would pop up. <laughs> like, I was saving people at first when I thought there was a point, but when I realized the point was to make them on my little map, I'm like, oh, I don't care. If you're there, I'll grab you. If you're, if you're out of the way, I ain't going for you. Like, you can just stay in, you can stay well, in the well show. Done, well done for realizing that that was part of the mechanic where you're just not saving any of them. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, I was like, empty yeah. book. <laughs> well, the awesome thing I did is I watched a speedrun, and the speedrun, he's not saving. I'm like, oh, okay, so I don't have to save them for completion and not like there's been some games that we played for the show where they're like okay if you don't you don't do this part now you got to go back and replay the game and you know rescue everybody and replay all the levels then i will but this game once i found out this game didn't make me do that I'm like oh okay we're not gonna worry about it then they can stay they can stay there <laughs> so. yeah i'm de- def- definitely making sure I, sa- I save them all as i go through the uh the remake at the moment well you're playing the game the way the game wants you to play it i uh, what can i say I just am a cold-hearted person, I guess, in gaming. I'm oh. like, well, you can let those little polygons stay in I'm a, I'm a good lad. I'm a good lad. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. <laughs> but I, forget, I, can't, I can't remember what game. There was a game where I wasn't rescuing people or doing something that I was supposed to do, and I thought it was optional, and it turned out it wasn't optional, but I can't remember what game I was. <laughs> I know it's happened to me a few times where in games where, like, oh, like, example, Spiral. I would rescue a certain amount of dragons, but once I got to a point where I found out I didn't have to rescue any more dragons, I did not go out of my way ever again. So, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, we're all done. All right. So that's been a while since I played Spyro. Good game still. Yeah. Uh, and then the the fourth boss for no, the fifth boss. Are we have the yeah fourth boss for Klonoa. I can't remember what that was. No, fifth. Sorry, I'm on fifth. We did talk about fourth. Fifth was when you finally fight Joka, which I thought was funny because it's like the big villain turns him doesn't you know turns him against you even though he's not really he's like I don't want to fight. <laughs> turns him into a monster. <laughs> And it's in the fifth world, they add a day-night cycle, which I wasn't a big fan of for this yeah. little area. Because you yeah. can't 
you can't hurt enemies when you're in the night cycle and you fight ghosts that you can't hurt that just chase after you. You can like bump away. And that was a little annoying to me because it was way more challenging. Yeah. Yeah. I, I one, think that, those stages, you end up with a lot of moving platforms that you kind of end up having to yeah. stand around and wait for them to come back to you and that kind of thing. I was just going to say about the moving platforms. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the first time it introduces those. And, and I think that that's kind of the first time I remember in the game that you kind of are forced to use the the kind of floating hover thing. I know you mentioned earlier, Mike. Yeah, you, you, you really have to in those. And you are right, because it, it's usually pretty useless. Yeah, <laughs> so. Sometimes it can be actually be make things a little bit harder because yeah. it's it's kind of not. I'm sure there are probably other games where you do have a, a brief hover, but it's not something terribly common. So like, there's a few times even now where I get caught out by hovering when I shouldn't, or vice versa. Yeah, Boy, there were many times, plenty of times, I hovered when I shouldn't have and died or would have died, but because <laughs> it just that was my brain was just I should hover after a jump when it's, it's like no, you really shouldn't. <laughs> you should just end your jump because it ain't gonna help you very much but cause you more issues but i don't know i just yeah. really like i like that you finally get to fight joker near the end that, like you know he's been giving you trouble throughout this entire game and sending these enemies at you and he's always one step ahead of you i mean i'm assuming because i know there's a cut scene at one point where like oh that's grandpa's house and then you just watch grandpa get killed yeah his house oh, yeah. Get burned down. oh yeah it's pretty <laughs> some, there's some dark parts of this game in oh, fact yeah. I, you know i was talking about the the bonus level earlier yes so <laughs> there's a bit of dialogue in the um the the general kind of plot of the bonus level is that um baloo takes lepsy to the tower lapis sorry to the tower okay. uh, to the top of his tower and you have to get up to the top and, and rescue her and you get there and it turns out that um she's not interested in him romantically uh, and clonoa actually turns around and says he's too old for her <laughs> <laughs> So there are some adult themes in this game. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, okay. I, I really, I did enjoy the last world, um, the six, six, one, six, two. I thought those were good. Like, cause there is a whole story of this game where you're rescuing different people from each of the different areas. And it kind of varies on the, you know, the area that you're at, like what's all going on. Like you have just random people and then you're, you're in a sun temple at one point, And then in the, in it's at the end of vision five, before you get to the last section, you find out that your friend that's been with you, Hugh Powell, is actually part of these sky people or something like that. I think it's after that. Yes, he's the the Prince of Dreams. All that went through my head is he was Mallow. <laughs> Mario RPG. I'm like, oh, it's Mallow. Same idea. Turns out he's a prince. Exactly. <laughs> but I think he, because you're like trying to rescue his family or something, right? In the end, because you're trying to save the dreams or something. Yeah. Whatever, something like that. Yeah, they're they're trying to to fill the world with nightmares. Which has become the reality. We can't have that. No. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I, I paid attention to some of the story, but mostly I was just playing through the game and not really concerned. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those that does does have a you can, you do kind of have to keep up with it a little bit. But I think I th- I do also think part of that is just naturally when you're inherently lazy, like <laughs> myself and many other gamers are. You have you're forced to read text as, and yeah. go along at the same time. It, it naturally makes it a little bit kind of well my issue was i kept skipping cutscenes when i when i didn't want to so i was a little confused with the story because i skipped things i didn't mean to skip i read all the text that that is actually another little little tweak that they made in the remake is for skipping cutscenes and things you kind of there's like an on screen on screen prompt now that lets you hold the button to 
um, kind of skip a section, but you can't really do it by accident, if that makes sense. I like that. I like being able to pause cutscenes in games in general. That's a big thing to me now because it's like sometimes I just I don't want to skip a cutscene. I just I'm trying to pause it for one reason or another because I have to do something really quick. Sure. And I don't want to skip. And I, that happened with this game where I something would, you know, I'm like, oh, I got to put it. You know, I need to pause it. And I and I thought I'd be, you know, and it was a cutscene. I didn't think it was. And I'm like, oh, well, there goes the cutscene. Because <sighs> I, I did care. Like, I cared about the characters. I cared about Klonoa. I cared. I didn't care about people I was saving, but I I was interested in what was going on in the game. I was interested yeah. in that. The, the remake also gives you the option during cutscenes to hold down one of the shoulder buttons to sort of fast forward it. Oh, you can still you can still see it and get the gist of what's happening, but you're not you know sitting through the entire you know because there there are some uh, some pregnant pauses in this game. <laughs> it, it the the cutscenes do kind of play out yeah. a bit slowly. I am 100 percent buying this this uh, remake at some point on Steam. Probably <laughs> well, ten bucks. But and you also it. get Clonoa too. Yeah, which I, I saw that, which I'm I am really interested in because I, I I now that when, now that I see how much easier they made it. I'm 100% on board that I really want to replay this again at some point. Probably won't be for at least a year to two years, but I want to replay it now. Yeah. Because I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty excited to play the second one. I have a full confession, never actually played it at all. Oh, wow. I didn't know it existed until not too long ago. So, hey. Yeah, no, I, uh, again, I, I was one of the weirdos who was there like day one when that was released on PS2. And, you know, I, I, I was at a GameStop. I ran into a GameStop. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it was crazy because, yeah, when that came out, I was working at an old magazine called Game Now, which, you know, only lasted only lasted for about two years. But we were at the time we were uh, it was a Ziff Davis publication. We were still in Oak Brook, Illinois, which is uh, just right outside Chicago. But I was on a business trip. I was actually out in California in the San Francisco Bay Area. I was visiting LucasArts. Oh, I forget what they were showing. I forget. I forget what I was there for. <laughs> Probably some Star Wars thing. But w- while I was out on this business trip, it just happened to be during the release date of Klonoa 2. And I was so excited that after the the day's events at LucasArts, I was back in my hotel. And it turned out that the hotel was relatively close to a mall up in Marin County. And... <laughs> And I, I walked over to this mall and found a GameStop and, you know, they had probably gotten like two or three copies of this game. <laughs> so I, I grabbed one of their copies and, and, you know, that was my, that was my big uh, business trip expense was buying a copy of Klonoa <laughs> 2 to play when I got back home a couple days later. Uh, that's cool though. But yeah, I was not going to miss out. I don't care if I was on a trip. I, I could not miss out on a new Klonoa game. Plus, it really is fun buying games on trips. Like I used to, I used to love doing this. Like when I went, I went to Chicago with uh, some friends. Oh, God, it's a few years. This is a few years ago before COVID. And I remember I was like, you know, I want to go to a local mall. They're like, what? I'm like, because they came there to, you know, go sightsee. I'm like, we're going to a local mall, and I wanted to find a local GameStop just so I could browse a local GameStop. And this is twenty. This is probably 2019, so you know, before the pandemic. But you know, GameStop was kind of was not the same thing anymore. And I just. There was something about going into random GameStops in other cities, especially back then when you would just you could find really random PS3 games or 360 games for dirt cheap that, you know, you just never know what you're going to find. And I, 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 I miss that. I, so, I love that that you're not even going to like a little mom and pop shop. Nope, just GameStop. Yeah, just like the the exotic 
foreign GameStop. <laughs> hey, back then in 2018, 2019, or, or before then, GameStop used to have like a they would have really dirt cheap stuff that you might never like. Some like I have a lot of uh, Japanese like anime games or something. I would find like, oh, this is five dollars. Never heard of it before. Let's buy it. What is it? Who knows? I'll never play it, but it's in my collection now. And that was what I used to love doing. But GameStop is terrible now. So. <laughs> Do you now? Because I am originally from the Chicagoland area, so do you happen to remember which mall you had gone into? Oh, no, I just know it was no. it was ghetto. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but no, I don't remember where we were. Okay, I, I I'm from Milwaukee, so I mean I went, I went to Chicago a few oh. times, but I uh, yeah I can't remember where it was. It That's wasn't cool. in downtown Chicago. It was we were away from there. I've been to the Vertical Mall in in down in Chicago. Oh jeez, a couple times, but there's no GameStop there or anything. I was in okay. Chicago. I went with my wife. I think it, no, it might have been 2017. I went with my friend. But I went with my wife in like 2018 or 2019, and we went to the Vertical Mall and a few other things. Okay, yeah, 2019 because nice. I already started the podcast. I was playing Majora's Mask on the train, so I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I, Chicago was awesome. I when I know when I went there, I saw I went to the Navy Pier and they got a Bob Newhart statue. Oh man, or a sculpture or something in Chicago. It's on, I want to say it's on the pier, Bob Newhart. Really. I'm pretty sure because I remember I have a picture with it because I like Bob Newhart. Oh, man. I mean, so. now, you know, keep in mind, I have not lived in Illinois for probably about 25 years. So <laughs> I grew up there, but but it's been a long time since I've actually lived there. It's a it's a cool city. I want to I want to visit more because I, I went there last time. I didn't do I did a few things. We we saw the bean. We went oh, to yeah. Navy Pier. But I want to go back again. That's it. It's a cool city. But I remember, I just remember one of my Uber drivers, we went to Wrigley, Wrigley, is it Wrigley Field, right? Yes. And then I, we talked about the White Sox. And he's like, yeah, don't go there after night. He's like, don't go in that area after night. He's like, don't be there. <laughs> it was just funny to me. Now, wait, was it by Wrigley, by Wrigley Field or? We went to the Cubs, where the Cubs play. Okay. Yeah. That's at Wrigley. Yeah. Okay. We went to the Cubs one and then we were talking about going to White Sox and the Uber driver was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't go there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that's kind of on the south side of the city. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, don't don't go there at night. You won't be happy." That's yeah, not the not the best neighborhood. <laughs> but no, I don't. I've been and I and I just remember being upset because the hotel I stayed at was across from the Trump Hotel at the time, and I didn't know that. And I got to the hotel, I'm like, "Ah, fuck!" And I looked up in the sky. <laughs> so I just remember that too. But no, I I want to go back to Chicago again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and um, yes. Oh, go ahead. I was going to bring up Clonoa again, but <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> so, oh, oh, so so was I. I, I was going to bring up a little bit of a trivia. I wasn't sure if you guys were aware of this. Because now neither of you played the Wii remake. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. I didn't know it existed. So. Well, then you may not know then that, you know, uh, Namco, well, I was probably Bandai Namco at that point when that game was released. But when they announced it, you know, they, they announced it as, uh, you know, coming out in Japan. And then they, they, they announced that they were going to be bringing it to the West. And they were considering redesigning Klonoa for the uh, for the North American release. And I don't oh. know if this was if, if they were going to use the same redesign for for a European release. But they uh, Namco put out a, an an image of the new Klonoa. They were going to give him a makeover. Yeah, I did see this. Yeah, it yeah. looks very different. Yeah, and it. I mean, his his body looks the same, but they they removed his hat. He doesn't have his uh, iconic Pac-Man hat. And instead of having the long ears that kind of hang down, he has more like uh, kind of like cat-like ears, where they're you know triangular and but they're very large. They look almost like bat ears. Yeah, like pointy, aren't they? Yeah, that's weird. And uh, 
it was it, it was such a weird idea uh, that they felt that they had to like. I, I guess they were trying to like make him look a little edgier, <laughs> make him look a little cooler. It was the time. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna sell some cute anime game to uh, a bunch of dumb Americans, you gotta you gotta make it look cool. <laughs> but the the fans and and we you know the the crazy thing is 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 it wasn't it wasn't really a bad design. He didn't look bad, but it was just like not Clement. Why? Yeah. yeah. Why would you do that? You have a yeah, because he looks good. more like a teenager. I'm watching a video right now of of like a more teenager Klonoa, where he's more of like a ten year, twelve year old Klonoa in the PS1 game. Yeah, but that's part of the charm of it is that he is a younger type character, and he's not edgy and I don't got time to rescue people like the way I was playing the game. Like, it, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't like. I don't like that. I mean, I'm watching yeah. it right now, and I'm like, no, I like the way he looks in the PS1. Yeah. The uh, sure. well, the 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 fans. The uh, the fans sort of revolted and were like, no, 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 we don't, we don't want this. So, so thankfully, Namco backed off on the the sort of bat ear uh, redesign, and they did, they did kind of it, it. I think they, it, it seems like they sort of aged him up a little bit before the the re release, but they at least kept his old character design, which was okay. good. That's cool. I mean, did the we did the we release play like without Wago controls? I assume. Uh I I hope I don't remember. It having waggle. That's good, but That's, it's ooh. but it's also been a long time since. Well, yeah, I mean, it's came out two thousand nine. I mean, I just I remember Wii games being so cheap. That I worked at a Target in two thousand nine. I remember that oh, so much shovel, so much shovelware crap. Oh yeah. Oh god. I don't think we we didn't. Have, I mean, I worked at a Target, but yeah, we didn't have a copy of Klonoa. I did not. That would have something that would have stuck out because I I spent a lot of time just reading back of games. So my job was boring because I worked at Target, <laughs> and I couldn't leave electronics. So exactly <laughs> that much going on. I, I don't know how big of a release it got. I can't imagine it was, uh, you know, they're not printing as many copies of that as they printed of Smash Brothers. No, or the other <laughs> shovelware crap. Oh, shovelware crap. They, they, printed, they, they, they printed lots of, like, weird $20 games. Shoot the chicken or something stupid shit I remember seeing all the time. <laughs> oh, God. I, I remember those sales. And oh, I'll never forget. I I try to I, every so often I'd be like, why don't you go to GameStop and buy this game? It's cheaper. And I said that a couple of times. I really did not like my job. <laughs> I was fired, but not for those reasons. <laughs> uh, but I always remember that. Okay. It's just, that's something curious. I just, that's cool. I, I kind of want to, I'm watching it right now. The Wii, at least it looks really pretty too. The Wii version does look very pretty. Oh yeah. Well, that's, again, you're starting with a, a base game that looks as good as, yeah. As the PS1 version, you know, it's, it's, you'd, you'd have to work hard to make Klonoa look ugly. The, the thing that I want to talk about last is I want, I want to talk about the, a final boss fight stuff in the ending of the story. Cause I think that's all pretty good. Like you finally get to gate gate Gadius or Gadius, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. And I feel that, you know, I was a little surprised how long this fight was. Cause I, I did not, you know, I'm like, okay, this is going to be the end of the game. You know, I'm at the final boss and in the first phase you have him in like a circle thing where he's, you know, he's the, he's the galaxy behind you and you're throwing enemies at him. And, I like that fight a lot, but at the end of that fight, I said, okay, I beat the game. I texted my friend. I'm like, Mike, I beat it. And the game's like, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought that was, it was, I thought it was cool. Cause it had like three different phases of the fight. And I just thought it was a really cool fight where you throw things into his cloak, into the galaxy yep. cloak. Yeah. I really liked that. Yeah. You're in that, you're, you're in inside a giant rotating ring. So the ground is constantly shifting under you. Yeah. And then he, he doesn't die. Like you thought he did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cool concept where people, I guess there were people that you rescued or that you had something to do with in each of the different areas that you fought in. 
who then mm-hmm. join you and then operate cannons to you have to grab mm-hmm. you have to grab moves and throw the moves in the cannon. So then once you load all the cannons, then they can shoot him and hurt him. Yes, it was a really cool fight. I felt I felt. Oh, yeah. I wish that I'd finished playing the remake because I can't I can only vaguely remember parts of the final boss fight. That's what YouTube's for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, hey, that's not, and that's not the end of the fight either. Like, again, so I texted my friend again, oh, I beat the game again after the end of this fight. Nope, there's a third phase. Because <laughs> I, I, I usually watch speedruns of games a lot of times before I beat, as I, depending on the game, like horror games, I watch a speedrun completely before I really touch a game so I know what I'm getting myself into. With this game, I was watching speedruns up to where I was and I would stop when I got to it. When I, I'd watch an area, then I would stop, do the area, then watch more. And okay. when I got to the final boss, like I watched enough to know what to do. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to play the game. And then when, after I, I kept not finishing, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to watch the rest of this damn video to see, make sure how much I got left. Because you have a third phase where you fight a giant face in the background that looks oh, terrifying yeah. with crystals. And I had a super hard time hitting those crystals. I just could not get the aim right for some reason. Oh, in the, really? in the, yeah, you shoot in the background, but I could not hit. I just kept missing. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? Oh, man. I mean, luckily, I just. I just held down a button on my Steam Deck and reloaded it, but still, it was very annoying. <laughs> I'm like, I missed time. Let's try again. And then you have a third phase of yeah. him. Or no, that was third phase. You have a fourth phase of him, like where you have to then load the cannons again, but this time he's destroying the ground you're standing in to keep running around or keep jumping around in a circle across the platforms and, and loading your cannon. But it's a cool concept that everybody's working together that you help to help you beat the final boss. Like I did like yeah. that a lot. It's yeah. it 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 was it was it was a pretty cool boss fight, and I I feel like it's something that's going to probably stick with me, and it was pretty memorable. Like I mean, I, I talk about in games, like I really like boss fights, and how I I want you know like I like memorable. This is one that was a very memorable final fight of this game. How it just kept going, but it made sense. Yeah, I mean, he is the he is the king of nightmares, so he he's a nightmare. It makes sense, and you're having your friends that you made along the way helping you beat him. Exactly. For <laughs> the world of dreams. And then you you beat them, and then you find out that Final Fantasy X wasn't the first game to have a ending about dreams and that you're not real. <laughs> <laughs> so this threw me for a loop because I did not I did not I knew nothing about this game because obviously it wasn't spoiled. And you find out that the guy that you're helping, Hugh Pyle, is like, yeah, you're not real. You're a dream. Everything you remember, I made it all up for you. <laughs> you're none yeah. of this is real. It's <laughs> like I needed your help. And it's just kind of like all I could think of was Final Fantasy X, where it's like, yeah, Titus, you're just a dream. You're not real. <laughs> you don't exist. Completely stolen from from Klonoa. I can't believe that. I thought I thought it was original. Nope, it was stolen from a PS1 game. <laughs> but that works so, when you know, your PS1 game isn't a huge seller and your Final Fantasy game is going to sell millions upon millions of copies. Yeah. So how did you how did you over how did you overall rate your experience as a new player, Mike? Oh, that's coming up next, shortly. <laughs> but to be, keep it brief, I'll do the shelf stacker box to the end of this. But I, I enjoyed it. I, I did have fun. Yeah. Good, good. I was, I, I, was, I, I was interested to see, for, see it from kind of a new perspective. I can't, can't imagine what it's like jumping in now because I've played it so many times. Yeah, it's, it's still fun. It's hard. I mean, like, I really want to play the, the remake now because the remake looks so much easier for me that it would be easier to play, so that would be more fun for me personally, because I don't like it when a game's really hard. It's that doesn't feel pretty tough, though. Yeah, but the fact that I have that many checkpoints, it will keep me going. Like, I played through Hollow Knight 2 recently, earlier this year. Oh, Fuck, okay. that's a good game. <laughs> I had never played Hollow Knight until a, a friend of mine was like, you need to play it. I'm like, I don't want to play a 30-hour game for the show, and I and I did it, and I, I can't. <laughs> that, that game was amazing. 
I didn't beat the White Palace, though. That White Palace broke me. Oh. So. <laughs> I'm sure Phil knows what I'm talking about. That freaking... Because you played uh, you Hollow Knight, know, right? I, I've never played Hollow Knight. You never have? I thought you were talking about it on your show before. Uh, no, no, no. Exaggerating. You're making up my own canon. You know, <laughs> I, I've tried Hollow Knight, and it didn't... I tried the first one, and it, it just didn't click with me. Okay. And and I, I know a lot of people really, really love that game. But... The I beginning mean, I, I, is really hard. Really? It's once you get past the beginning of the game and you get the, I don't even remember what you, if one of your early movement, it's not the double, you only double jump to way later, but you get like a dash and then the game starts to make more sense, but it is a super challenging game at first. Yes. Yeah, I should go back and give it another try and watch videos. Yeah. I mean, ev- everyone, you, everyone loves it. I know it's, it's super popular and it just, yeah, something about it just didn't grab me right away. So. I, no, I can get that. No, the White Palace is near the end of the Hollow Knight game. It's think of like Super Meat Boy platforming, but mm-hmm. in a in a Metroidvania type of thing where okay. it isn't. It, yeah, I, I was like, "Fuck this! This is too hard." <laughs> and it, thank God, it's all optional. It's all optional to get the to get the true ending, but you right. don't have to do it. You can just say, "Okay, I beat the game, get my credits, and I'll be done." But no, I mean, I I highly recommend go back to Hollow Knight. Just I recommend looking up videos about how to like how to play or how to find some of the secret stuff early on because. It is a very challenging game, especially in the beginning when you're still understanding and you don't have you don't have a lot of uh, tools at your disposal. Okay, because I know you're a fan of Metrovania's. Oh, absolutely. But it, it it doesn't have like you don't have the leveling aspect really of like what I love about you know Metrovania's like Castlevania stuff. I love leveling. You can't do that in in Hollow Knight. I mean, you can to a degree, but not really. It's more hmm. it's more skill based and memorizing patterns. But if you watch speedruns of it, or you not speedrun, but if you watch videos about how like what to do and when to do it. Because that in that game you can skip areas. I feel like you can skip areas and go places you really should not be at different times and get really screwed over. Hmm. You know, I, I I loved all night. I I it was an amazing experience, and there's also a glitch too where you can give yourself infinite health and you can't die. But <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't do that. I I I've been I thought about it. I thought about loading up, doing the glitch with the controller, and then playing through and then finishing the game and doing the stuff I couldn't do. But I don't care enough. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I highly recommend it. All right, any. Any else things you guys want to say about Klonoa before we go on to... I have a few, very few question memory comments. Play it. Go and play it if you yeah. want to play it. Yeah. Just, That's uh, all i got to say about that. Just be ready for a game that is uh, a fair bit tougher than it looks like it would be. Yeah, I think that's also very fair. Very fair. Yeah, it it, it, it looks like it's going to be a simple little kids game. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets tough. Hey, remember that game for Super Nintendo called Lion King that was made for kids? Remember that game? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I'll never, that game is so damn hard. Uh, okay, I have two comments from two different groups. One from the official Laser Time community. Uh, Joe M posted a a, a, tw- a tweet from May 09 from, to, from Matthew Perry. He says, about to try a new video game called Klonoa. I'll let you all know how it is. I'm 39. I don't know why he shared that, but that's what he posted. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess that would have been the Wii release came out. So, anyone curious, at some point, Matthew Perry played Klonoa. <laughs> all right. Like- like the guy from Friends? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Chandler Bing, who <laughs> went on to do... Hopefully he thought more of it than he thinks of Keanu Reeves. Oh. Oh. Relevant <laughs> comedy. That's what, that's what your listeners tune in for, right, uh, right Mike? Relevant yeah, comedy. Yeah, it works for me. Yeah, good. good. Matthew Perry's a guy that probably... No, like, I wouldn't even think of like anymore. Like, yeah, he had his... You know, he had friends all those years ago, but like, you don't think he's done anything really since then. So. You know who has been doing stuff since then, though? 
Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's done a lot. Yeah, like, why would you even? Yeah, the last film Matthew Perry was in was in 2009. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's been in TV shows, I guess, here and there. But yeah, that was the last movie he, he's been in. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember him in an episode of Scrubs one. Hmm. Uh, yes, he, 2004. Yes, he was in Scrubs. One episode. My Unicorn. He's on random stuff here and there. I was looking up now that we brought him, now that someone brought him up and looking him up. Yeah, he was also in yeah, nothing else that I ever watched or care. But yeah. No, why the hell is he making fun of Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves just seems like a good person, too. Exactly. I don't think Matthew Perry's that. I feel like there's stuff that came out that, yeah. Also, why the hell did that, like, that's all you, all someone could comment. Okay, the one other comment I have, the one real comment uh, from I watched the entire Orb Blood Super Replay from Quentin Crow. Tremendously underrated series. Gameplay and graphics were simple yet stunning. And the music still haunts me to this day. It was a literal miracle we received a remake of both earlier this year. Yeah. <laughs> I am I mean, that, shocked that we've done remakes of it. Yeah. I am too. I figure it was just a game that people love that I just didn't know anything about. But the more I talk with like you guys and stuff we've been doing, like it, it just was a game that nobody just wasn't loved the way it should have been. I think yeah. that's the. I think that's the the main thing I probably think of when I think of Klonoa that it, it's a great game, but above it being a great game, it's also a criminally underrated game. And I think like we've said multiple times here, it's it, it still holds up really well. Obviously you can play the remaster, but in terms of what it actually is and was, I still think it holds up really well. And I think it, I genuinely can say that I had just as much fun, if not more fun playing this than, you know, the, the big name platformers of the day. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I, I can say I enjoyed this more and I played than I enjoyed Super Mario 64 when I played that. So hey. <laughs> I played that earlier this year and I did not have a good time with that game. <laughs> oh, and there is a translation of the GBA one on on, on the internet. Oh, so there you go. I might have to check that out. I, I think I feel like I've got a stack of Klonoa games to play after this remake now. <laughs> yeah, I mean there's a GBA game uh, that's a side scroll I'm I want to play now. There's an RPG there's the RPG now, which I'm Actively looking up how to get my hands on so I can play it. Because beach volleyball. Don't I was just going to say, are we having a beach volleyball party, Clano Beach volleyball party, sometime, or is that going to happen? Or? Oh, I, I <laughs> it's not dead or alive. I'm not interested if it's volleyball. I could be dead or alive. <laughs> uh, oh, that game. I really enjoyed that game when I was younger. <laughs> really? Uh, I did. Me and my me and my girlfriend at the time played it all the time. She really liked it too. Now the the Klonoa volleyball game that did get a European release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember cool. that one being like, I remember seeing that one in the the PlayStation magazines. Yeah, we, uh, we yeah, never got time. that in the U.S. I hate when they do that. I know, right? I mean, you bring it. I mean, I get it. Like, I, I know yeah. it's not, you know, that's some. But if you have a game in release in Europe, you already have, you know, ways like just bring it here at that point. Yeah. I mean, you 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 did the translation and everything. Yeah. Zid right. Ribbon was the same way. There was a I don't know if you've ever played. The, the PS1, uh, it's a rhythm game. I've no, never... seen it played. I haven't played it myself. But I've seen it played. Yeah, it's 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 the one with like kind of the vector graphics, uh, rabbit running along the line, uh, like a line. And it's it was designed by Saya Matsura, who is the guy who did Parappa the Rapper and and Umjammer Lamy. But it it was it was a great little game. Uh, you know, originally came out in Japan, got a European release, but was never released. In the U.S., I think that's another one that's pretty expensive now, isn't it? I uh, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it's great though. That's a that's if you like rhythm games. It's it's short, but it's but it's quite good. But it, but it did have a gimmick where you could pop in uh, any CD and it would generate levels based on the songs on the CD. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Man, you're, you're reminding me of the Dance Factory game for PS2 that, that prompted that's what it said it did. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I had it. I bought it the day it came out, and I played it like once. It wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was one thing I remember it could do. Is it would You could put random CDs in, and it would make, and you would get out your dance pad for like DDR, and you oh, could nice. then play that. And I remember I bought I bought the soundtrack for Final Fantasy VII and Ten Two so I could dance to that music, which I, we, me and my girlfriend at the time never did, but I own it somewhere. <laughs> so, there's my real. okay. And right now I'm trying to get Kanoa to work on an emulator. I can try it out that because I really want to play that now. You have you've got you completely got my interest that that's going to be my goal for today is to make that work. Excellent. <laughs> I want to play on my Steam Deck and RPG Kanoa RPG now. <laughs> yeah, I've got a remake to finish. Uh, all right. And that brings us to our last section, shelf stacker box. Shelf being something you really like, stack being something you like, but not as much. And then box being something you disliked. Uh, and I'll go first. Um, I'm going to put, you know, I, I came into this game with no expectations. I had no idea what I was getting myself into or what I was going to think. And I had a lot of fun. I had a lot more fun than I thought I would playing this game because it just wasn't, I didn't think it would be for me. I mean, platformers are not my thing, but I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this version in the stack because it was too challenging for me, but it was still really fun and I had a great time. And now I'm actually, I'm interested in a series that I had no expectations. I didn't care about at all. Now I care about this. Uh, Now I actually care about this series for the first time. So I find that impressive that I I care about it. So cool. (laughs) So yeah, I'm definitely going to play more. I'm I'm, at some point now I want to play Canola two and it, and I'm going to be making this work later today so I can play the translator round. (laughs) <laughs> so he's going on the stack uh what about you ben i've i've kind of got this game a physical copy of this game so you probably guess for me it's I, i'd probably go as far as to say it's it's probably my favorite platformer from the playstation um i'm i, I wouldn't i wouldn't dream of saying that it is the best because obviously <laughs> Everybody's different, but yeah, for me, I just think it's got the perfect balance of, of of visuals, music, nice story to follow along with, some really memorable characters, and yeah, as I said a, a few times, it, it still really holds up, and I, I definitely recommend that if you if you want to play it, then then go ahead for the remake because it's uh it's about as as close to the original as a remake could be. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love this game. Okay, and what about you, Phil? Oh, absolutely. Put it on a shelf, put it on a, a dedicated shrine with all the other <laughs> Klonoa games. I love me some Klonoa. Always have, always will. Pretty much all the reasons you guys have talked about. Yeah, it's 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 definitely one of the best uh, 32-bit platformers around back in the day. And yeah, it still holds up. Definitely holds up. So highly okay. recommended from me. Okay. All right. And uh, Phil, where can people find you at? Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, uh, (laughs) I do, as you mentioned earlier, I'm a co-host of the Player One podcast, weekly show that we have been doing for, oh, golly. (laughs) Coming up on year 15 at this point. That's a long time. It's been a long, oh, boy, has it been a long time. We are (laughs) recording uh, our 835th episode later later wow. this evening so uh you can find me at the player one podcast player one podcast.com or if you want to uh, uh well i don't know how long uh twitter is gonna last but, uh, <laughs> uh, i'm whimsical phil over on the twitters for for whatever that means these days but uh yeah 
You can find me there for now. <laughs> My guess is if it if he if it fails like it's working at the moment on at the time of this recording that somebody else will take over. Oh gosh. Let's hope something gets straightened out. Uh, I, I am enjoying watching the train wreck of of this all happening. It's, Again, this it's, is it, it's a very momentum of don't put your money where your mouth is and maybe you shouldn't open your mouth sometime because like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I think from the sound of it, he bought Twitter for forty four billion when it's not even it wasn't worth that. Right. It's it it definitely feels like uh the the dog uh finally catching the car <laughs> that it's been chasing and not knowing what to do with it. <laughs> and it might just get run over. Like when so. when like one of the comments that was made that made, made me laugh, like, oh you can't support this through just advertising alone. It's like that's how TV works, and so many other things are supported by advertising alone. Like you can do it. I mean, you're just stupid. <laughs> so I mean, same idea. Like when you know Warner Brothers Discovery, they bought each other. You know, they bought, and they're like, okay, now we have to figure out how we can get rid of all this stuff to to make money. Like, yeah, yeah stupid people. All right, and uh, Ben, where can people find you at? As we mentioned at the top of the episode, uh, the reason we are sort of acquainted with one another is because I made global headlines when I wrote <laughs> the uh, the only English English walkthrough for, for Overblood2.com. So if you fancy getting weird, then you can find me at Overblood2.com on social media at Ben Spate. Oh, right. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have over 400 other episodes you'd go listen to in our giant catalog of games my mom found. Unfortunately, no other Klonoa yet. Yet. So there will be more at some point. At this point, I can pretty much say that. And so definitely go check out. We do movies, comics, video games. I do whatever the hell I want to do. Just go check out our giant catalog. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasphere. You can follow her on TikTok. Uh, she made our wonderful music, so definitely go check her out. Also want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who started the MCU movies with me. So you can, and he started his own podcast, Gamer Looks at 40. So definitely go check him out. He did all the reviews with me and, He's on the show quite often. And we do have a Patreon. We want to help support the show. As little as a dollar, you can go vote in our Patreon poll. Our current poll is what holiday, what Christmas movie is not a Christmas movie should we cover? And there are four options for you to check from Ghostbusters 2, Lethal Weapon, Gremlins, or Batman Returns. Ooh. So that you get to decide which one of those we're going to cover. I know. Right now vote. it's fine. Hmm? I know which one would be my vote. <laughs> and we also have a Discord. You can join our Discord and chat with us. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube, but audio only. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.